Aloha. Uh, I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. Fuck. <laughs> Did that just malfunction your brain? That completely malfunctioned my brain out of all of the ways to start a greeting for an episode. My God. <laughs> Hello everybody, oh. welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue, that is Brad, and uh, yeah, neither of us have functioning brains, because Brad just worked a fuck ton, and it's end of term for me at uni, so anybody else who's also at uni, or um, even high school, I think you guys have finals around, is it this time or is it in the new year? Uh, typically, finals for your fall semester are going to be, I think, like week two of December. So not this coming week, like I know colleges are, but next week. Okay, okay. So, well, for everyone that is uh, studying, stressing, all of that, I feel your pain. I'm with you. And it's been very many years since I have experienced this. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we feel your pain. Uh, we apologize profusely for what you are going through. Yes, um, and hopefully we can give you a little bit of escapism with today's episode. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah! So, so Jinx. <laughs> Fine, I owe you a Coke whenever I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you like to talk about your week? Uh, my week has been kind of eventful, kind of uneventful. It's one of those weeks where I feel like I've done a lot, but I don't think I've done much at all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know, I get that completely. So, um, yeah, I, I went to a library cause I had a huge paper due. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went to, um, my local library, which I haven't actually checked out here in Toronto yet. I've checked out like the big libraries and my uni's library, but I hadn't actually checked out like the small office that's close by to me. Mm -hmm. I love the inadvertent puns with checking out. I like it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and normally what I do when I because I'm not very good I'm not one of those people that feels that is at all productive when I study at home I kind of my phone keeps buzzing I think I'll put that over there look at um, you being important having friends what's right. that like <laughs> says you with your huge group of friends um, <laughs> I uh, yeah but I'm not one of those people that like I kind of have to be in a sort of uncomfortable situation to be able to study and I'm not sure if that's just a personality trait or if that's just conditioning from school like I can't study comfortably at home because when I'm at home I'm too comfortable I have to be slightly awkward and anxious in a classroom type setting to be able to study so so normally what I would do is I would go find some cafes that have indoor seating mm -hmm. but obviously that gets fairly expensive fairly quickly because you know a cappuccino is like five bucks it's not cheap yeah. um and you know when you do that thing where you're sitting in a cafe and you've been there a while and you're going, am I allowed to stay here any longer? Or do should I buy something else to be able to, like, have, have I reached my time limit before I need to repurchase something, <laughs> you know? So you have, like, activated a part of my brain that I guess had forgot this. Oh, yeah. So back in middle school and early high school, back before I could drive, mm -hmm. I, especially during the summer, had a, like, almost every day I went to Books A Million. Mm -hmm. And I'd be given like 10 bucks or so to spend on snacks. Mm -hmm. And so I would sit there for hours upon hours and get a smoothie and just read. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely know that feeling of when the fuck are they going to kick me out? How yeah. long am I allowed to be here? Like I've, I feel so conflicted and confused right now. 
Yeah, I feel like there is some kind of like social rule that I've heard every now and again where I think it's like you're supposed to buy one thing an hour or one thing every hour and a half. Like I feel like there is like an unspoken spoken rule, but I cannot for the life of me remember what it is and I feel too awkward to google it. So, which is I think it no kind sense. of I think it kind of depends on where you are as well. Places like Starbucks and coffee shops, I know, aren't necessarily as apt to kind of have that unspoken rule mm. because, like, those places are designed for college students and other places to, like, have a place to go get free Wi-Fi and just yeah. escape and be able to work on things in a more kind of quiet environment. Although, I don't know what kind of Starbucks is an actual quiet environment because if it's, like, the ones around here, holy fuck, those things stay busy. Yeah, I could never actually. I don't think. Uh, no, that's a, that's a lie. I have spent some time in a Starbucks before. That was when I lived in Calgary and the Olympics was on, and I had just moved into my new place, and I didn't have the internet set up because I was going with a really small internet provider that I'd kind of been talked into by a colleague, which I re- I regretted doing pretty much immediately. But you know, is what it is. Learn mm-hmm. lesson learned. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and so I, I, the internet hadn't been set up in my place yet. And so, and the Olympics run, and I don't know if you guys know this or anything. It's not like I, you know, talk about it all the time on here, but I freaking love sports. What? What? <laughs> right. I have never felt like I've had such a bomb dropped on me before in my life. Who are you? What have you done with blue? Right. Honestly, surprise, shock. Um, and so, and I love the Olympics. I love to watch all of the kind of more unique small time sports that don't normally get a lot of airtime because I don't get to see them other than that you know you get clips of them online on YouTube and stuff but you have to pay exorbitant prices if you want to watch them on TV and even then you're only watching like worlds you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like my one chance to like I don't know watch some professional kayaking <laughs> you know what I mean and badminton yeah and all of these like unusual small sports um that i think are just incredible and and so i would go to starbucks which was like two blocks away from me and for some reason i think it's because the starbucks didn't have a drive through it was it was pretty quiet and it had this like you know like the the bar like bar stools and like had a bar along the window mm-hmm. um but the bar kept going all the way down the hallway that then led to the bathrooms and there was one bar stool right at the end that was like completely out of view of the of the cash register and kind of so far off everything else. It was right by the bathroom door, but people don't tend to go to the bathroom in Starbucks, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think most people try to avoid public restrooms in general if they can help it. Yeah, so I just kind of set myself up there and plonked myself there and watched pretty much all two weeks of the Olympics in this one random Starbucks. Hey, there you go. Yeah, uh, it was a good time. I have fond memories of alone time in a Starbucks. But yeah, so recently I've been going to these um, internet cafes and uh, it's been a really good way for me to explore my area, though. Locally, it's been um, uh, it's been really nice to to just walk around and, and see new stuff and try new places. I went into a vegan cafe. Oh, um, and I had one of I had a cappuccino from there and I didn't dislike it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, I think because like I've had, uh, I'm on such a tangent today. Can you tell the ADHD is going? What? No. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I've had oat milk drinks from Starbucks before and I've liked mm-hmm. those. So I like oat milk. My mom tends to drink a lot of oat milk because she wants to try and keep 
um, the carcinogens in regular milk or whatever out of her system because cancer and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so my mom has a lot of oat milk and it's, it's become a preference of hers. And so I have been around it, but I don't think they used oat milk in this. I don't know what they used, but I've heard through the grapevine that oat milk behaves the most like milk when steaming it for a cappuccino. Mm. Um, whereas like coconut milk and almond milk and maybe like they don't like cashew milk's too fatty. Uh, maybe almond milk will work, but coconut milk's too watery and it just doesn't bubble up properly. I was going to say, I know coconut milk is very thin. Yeah. Even though I don't drink milk, I will very rarely use any sort of milk in anything except for cooking. Yeah. So even my coffee, I'll use just regular or like different flavored creamers instead of just using milk. Yeah. But I have had almond milk in a couple of different things from Starbucks, but that's been about it. But I know kind of how they all behave. And I know coconut milk is very, very watery. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what they used, and I didn't get to see it before he put the the lid on on the to go cup. So I didn't get to see how it frothed. Um, mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that. But now I know, and I, I definitely want to go back there because they have a lot of like vegan foods, and I'm vegetarian, which obviously means that I can have things like cheese and egg and stuff. But um, I, there's not a lot of like easy instant foods that I can have, you know? I mean, mm. I can have like instant noodles as long as I get the veggie ones. Um, but like, you know, I can't just have like a hot pocket. What? No, no you know? hot pockets. Um, what kind of shit? Right. And so sometimes I don't want to do cooking. And, um, and so I thought <gasps> I might pop in there and try some food blasphemy i know you know what okay i'm on the biggest tangent today but you know what's bugging me what pre-made sandwiches seem to have gone out of fashion i don't think so i can't find them anywhere like i see them everywhere it must be an american thing and maybe a british thing and maybe i just never noticed that they weren't really a thing in canada but like i go to like convenience stores there's so many convenience stores around me and i'll go into them and They'll have, like, fridge cabinets, but no sandwiches. But do you check the deli area, though? Because that's typically where it's kept. Yeah, no, no sandwiches. I don't I don't see... I mean, like, if I go to, like, a, a, a supermarket, like a, a No Frills or a Sobeys or something like that, then they'll have them. But, like, the small independent corner shops don't have sandwiches. Well, that kind of makes a little bit more sense. I can kind of see that. But why? In the UK, when I grew up, you could get a sandwich anywhere. I feel like a lot of that may have to do with the culture and how fast everything moves. Mm. So therefore, you need something quick and on the go. So therefore, a pre-made sandwich kind of makes sense. Yeah. That's the only thing I could kind of see to make out of that. I want my train station sandwiches. I don't. They weren't exactly the nicest, but they were so easy, you know. Let's go to Japan. Yeah. yeah then we true. get all the train station sandwiches and bentos. <laughs> that's true. But I had a point to all of this. Oh, yeah. The library. Oh, that's right. We were talking about that. <laughs> we were. Yeah. So anyway, all going to all of these cafes adds up. So I decided one day that I was going to go to the library and I was going to write this essay in the library. And I went there and I'd been in there once before because I needed to use the bathroom. <laughs> And I was like, maybe, maybe a library will have them. It does, it does have bathrooms, which is insane because not all libraries have them. Um, and that's it, 
That's weird. That would be the one place I would expect to have one, considering how long people will spend in a library. My local library in Faversham in the UK didn't have a bathroom, or at least didn't have a, a public bathroom. They may have had a bathroom for staff, but there wasn't one that was available to the rest of us. And it became like Pavlov for our family. And it's an inside joke that whenever you step into the library, you'll need to take a shit. Um, <laughs> because, it, yeah, because our local library didn't have one. So I wrote my paper in the library. I was looking out the window um, because I was uh, uh, on another one of those barstool type areas. Mm-hmm. A library is heckin' fancy. It's got a water bottle station where you can fill up your water bottle. Oh, that's very modern. Is it like one of those that looks like a water fountain, but you like stick your yeah, yeah, water yeah. bottle in the wall? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very modern. I know. That's, and it's... even more modern, it's got like, um, you know, when you push a thing, like you push it down and then it pings up. So it's like a, um, oh, you know, like you get them in cars where you like push up in the roof and then it comes down. It's a little single sunglass holder. You know, uh-huh. yeah. um, it's got those, but instead of it being a sunglass holder on the top of desks, they are um, electricity ports. They're plugs, so you oh, can plug your, plug your USB in and shit. Yeah, um, but they're just like the push down, click up things. And I was like, whoa, oh. fancy science! Very, very fancy. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say uh, is that they did not have a very good encyclopedia series set, but I think I was also. Um, like, I mean, I, I did just end up looking online, but, you know, I, I like I have a preference of having a hard copy of something. So, I mean, I understand that. But also, mate, you have the entire Internet at your fingertips with your phone. Yeah, but again, like, not to sound like a millennial here, but as much access as you could ever hope for to anything and everything you could ever need is at your fingertips. But I think by this point, I had something like 20 tabs open with all my different citations. Okay, get more RAM. I was on my laptop. Upgrade your RAM. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, laptop RAM is expensive as fuck. Yeah. And also a bitch to try to upgrade. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I did the paper, um, and I think I'm probably going to go to that library a lot more. Uh, was the point of that? It was. It, that wasn't really a huge point. It was just me telling you about my week, and then we went off on huge tangents. But yes, studied in a library, got my paper done, had some classes. I have a painting to do. I have several paintings to do. I did a collage. Oh. Yeah, where I used pieces of smashed crockery that did not survive the move. Oh shit. <laughs> I kept them. I I moved months ago, but I kept them because I was like, I'm going to use these for something. And then they went towards my grade. So, you know. I mean, hey, that works. It does. Um, I don't know now what to do with the collage, though, because now I just have a collage made of smashed crockery that's just sitting on my floor. And uh, like, how long do I keep it before? But like until I'm allowed to throw it away. Give it to mum and dad and let them put it on the fridge. That means I have to take it back to Alberta with me. Okay. The cows will appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I've got a picture of it. I'll print off a picture and they can stick that on the fridge. Oh, I thought you could <laughs> do something else with it. I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I will keep it until classes are over for the next like week or so and then uh, throw it away. I was going to say most of my shit just immediately went in the trash as soon as we got it back. Yeah. Except for one, there was one project I really wanted to keep that I have no clue what the fuck happened to it, but I was big sad whenever I lost it. 
You know, I've been thinking about this on and off a lot recently, but there was a time in my high school when I realized that teachers suck. I mean, I knew uh, this anyway, but this was like a reaffirming moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Continue. And it's because we had this poetry contest that went across Canada for Remembrance Day, which is the um, November the 11th. I think you have like Veterans Day or something on the same day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's a big deal in Canada and in England, and I'm sure in a bunch of other countries as well. We all wear poppies and uh, two minutes of silence on the 11th hour, like 11 a.m. And uh, like it's, it's a big moment. And so we were doing a poetry contest for high school that went across the country. It was a huge poetry contest. And we all submitted our poems and I was so stinking proud of mine. My teacher was like, yeah, this poem is great. It's going to do fantastic. Um, They're going to like so hyping me up with this poem. They're like, yeah, good poem. I don't remember it, but yeah. Um, (laughs) Then it got... (laughs) I remember being so excited for this poem and thinking, this is some of my best work. I did really good here. I'm excited to hear back from the entries. Like, I I didn't think I was going to win anything, but I was like, I am excited to get some reviews from it, from the the poetry contest. Because, like, everyone that entered got, like, a little, like, note back being like, we received your poem. This is what we thought about it, you know? And so I was excited to get that back. And then a month goes by. Another month goes by and then it's getting to the end of term. And then my teacher comes out and she says, yes, like your poems never made it to the contest. I'm sorry. What? I, we don't, we never found out if it was like a mix up with the postal service or if they just never got sent in the first place or whatever happened. But none of our poems for the entire class were sent through. What the fuck? Yeah. So all of us have just been sitting there buzzing in our, you know, English class being like, oh, I can't wait to hear back about the poems. Nothing. Didn't even go through. That could have been your other claim to fame. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Never never will know. And uh, the worst part is, is because I was an idiot, I didn't save the finished poem to the school computer. I had only saved one of my previous entries. So that print-off copy I gave to my teacher was the only copy of that poem. Yeah. It's weird with stuff like that, though. It's definitely one of those, like, what could have been moments. Mm. I was talking to Dakota about this back whenever he was in town, because he and I used to do YouTube videos a lot, both collaboratively and separately on gaming stuff. Mm. And there for a minute, like, we started to catch a little bit of traction. Nothing serious, like nothing more than I think maybe a couple hundred subscribers. But considering how short of a period of time we did that for to reach that kind of level of you know air quotes success Mm. and then just to stop out of nowhere and then we've been at what the podcast for a year and a half and kind of where we're at now Mm. considering where we started yeah it's very strange to think about like what would have happened if we had kept to it back then and especially with the consistency that you and i have kept up with this now yeah and also, where would the podcast be if we went against what you and I thought and listened to other people and just did it as like a once a month thing instead of doing it weekly? Yeah, yeah. Everyone when we when we first started the podcast were like, once once a week is too much. You're going to kill yourselves. Yeah, even once every two weeks, they were saying like that's probably too much. You need to start with once a month and like slowly work your way into it. Yeah. We didn't listen, obviously. I don't think we've missed a full week of uploads since we started this thing. No, I think, yeah, there may have been, yeah, we may have had one or two. Yeah, but we've been, we've been very regular. 
Yeah. And even then, if we missed an episode, we would upload two the next week to make up for it. Yeah, we try and give bonus episodes when we can. And uh, yeah, and, and our whole structure of the podcast as well. Like, there was a lot of times when when that was like, oh, you should do it this way, you should do it that way. And we kind mm. of just started off figuring it out, you know, going with the flow. And now we kind of had a, have a pretty good rhythm of how we do these. Yeah, like we used to come into the episodes with a structure and we took like well-documented notes uh-huh. and shit. Like we came into this with a plan and now we're like, fuck it. <laughs> let's, let's just say whatever comes to our mind. Yeah, we had like down to the minute, like how long we were going to talk about this one subject, how long we were going to talk about this bit, how long. And now we're just like, eh. I mean, now, as long as we try not to go over like the hour and a half to two hour mark, we kind of don't care. Nope. But also, if we go over the hour and a half to two hour mark, it sucks to try to edit, considering we record this the day before it's supposed to go. (laughs) Yeah, that will get better when I'm no longer in exam schedules. But right now, it's just not good. Nah, it's fine. Like I said, we, we got this. We got this. So this week, since we have completely neglected to mention it up to this point, but if you've read the title, you know, Mob Psycho. 100. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget the 100. I literally just call it Mob Psycho at this point. That's all I know it as. I do too, but then I get it confused with Psychopaths in my brain. So I have to put the 100 there. See, I've never seen Psychopaths. So therefore, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I've seen, I think, two seasons of Psychopaths, but I think that's like 15 now. I It was about four, I think. But you know what's weird? I always get Psychopaths and Parasite mixed up, like as far as their names go. Mm. Parasite is absolutely fantastic, and I love it. But for some reason, Psychopaths is what comes to my brain whenever I try to think of the title of it. Mm. I, don't, I don't get it. Very, very weird. Interesting. But that's that's just the insight to my brain. Yeah. Only news. Go buy tickets for Sword Art Online for Progressive. Go see it. Everyone. Highly recommend it. It's going to be good. I'm so excited. Get to go see it Friday. I'm pumped. And I will also just quickly say that the twins, well, one of the twins, Singular Twin, gave me a review of um, Perfect Blue on Netflix, which is um, an anime about a, according to her, I haven't seen it. It's an anime about a boy who falls in love with art and goes to become an artist. And she said it's not good. And she felt it was very flat. Um, and uh, she dropped it. She stopped watching it halfway through. So hmm. there's that. I feel like I've heard something. Is it perfect blue or is it blue period? I She said perfect blue, but I didn't look it up. When I did look up perfect blue, I got a 1990s horror film. So um, maybe it's maybe it's not called that. I don't know. But that's what she texted me. Huh. Well, I mean, I just looked it up and Blue Period was the first thing that popped up. So if it's Blue Period, that's interesting because I was honestly going to schedule that mm. at some point. Because I was like, ooh, art. Blue and I both do art. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, but I would... knowing that, I kind of, I don't know. I am curious to watch it um, because of what she said. Uh, I don't know whether or not I'll watch it for the podcast or watch it in my own time. If I watch it in my own time, I will let you guys know what I think of it. Because, yeah, I'm very curious now that um, I the way she described it was just that, like, there was conflict between the main character and side characters um, around the fact that he wanted to go be an artist. And then all of a sudden, everyone kind of got over it. And there wasn't really a lot of 
like development in that sense it was just kind of like oh it, they woke up one morning and were fine and also Ooh. she's yeah and also she said that the progression in art didn't really make much sense to her so i'm interested about that myself as an artist and someone who is currently going to art school because she said that he didn't really have any technical knowledge of anything and yet kept making all of these leaps bounds and jumps in his artwork and she felt that it was like not very explained like not explained very well like mm-hmm. the, the actual montage of him getting better wasn't really shown. Um, I don't know how accurate that is because obviously I haven't seen it myself, but those were her comments taken away from it. And she did say that she dropped it and, and she doesn't know if it gets better after the point that she dropped it. Those are the thoughts and opinions. Well, twin, should you want something else on Netflix to watch that is absolutely fantastic? Comey can't communicate. I'm going to keep shoving this on everyone's throat until everyone watches it because it's so good. Mm. Also, the first volume finally came back in stock on Right Stuff, so I'm going to order that. Nice. It's my plan to fully own the manga for that, because it's so nice to actually be able to see it animated, considering I've been a fan of the manga for such a long time. So fucking good. Mm, Okay. But anyway, Mob Psycho. Yes, back to the topic. We had a topic? (laughs) (laughs) So the manga for Mob Psycho was written by one, don't ask, I don't know. Its original run was from April 18th of 2012 to December 22nd of 2017 for a total of 16 volumes. Season 1 ran from July 12th of 2016 to September 27th of 2016 for 12 episodes. Mm. And it was made by Studio Bones. Studio Bones, do we even have to explain everything they've done again at this point? All of the things. Quite literally, almost all of the things. Yeah, honestly, Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, My Hero Academia, all of them. Uh, Mob Psycho 100, obviously. Um, Full Metal Alchemist, just that. Just the... the uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Orion Host Club. Oh, um, uh, Akagami no Shirayuki Hime. Oh, what is it in English? It's like Snow White with the red hair or something. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, I watched that at one point. Uh, forever ago. I thought about watching that and then kind of never got around to trying to watch any more of it. Yeah, I watched it right after I'd watched, oh shoot, what's that one with the the guy in the plague mask and then the girl who's who goes into a magical fantasy realm and then they fall in love? Uh, I did an art piece on that at one point. Uh, the Ancient Magus Bride. Yes, um, I watched Snow White with the Red Hair immediately after watching that. Um, because they were like, you know, when you go into one and it's like, if you like this, you might like this. And so I tried mm-hmm. it and I don't really remember much about it because I was still too focused on the ancient Magus Bride. Um, why haven't we done the ancient Magus Bride yet? We both know. really enjoyed that. We did. Yeah, we should. Number six, they also did. Number six was really good. I enjoyed that very much. I've not seen it. It is, um, I, I think it's classified. Is it? A, no, it's not. Okay. Um, it is. A sci-fi apocalypse style um, utopian society type vibes world. Um, Mm. It's 11 episodes. It's really, really, really good. It is debatably BL. I consider it not because the two main characters are both male characters. Well, even though that's not really established necessarily, I don't think. Maybe it is. Mm. I don't know. But they're both male characters. And uh, they share like a sense of of 
need with each other emotionally because of the environment and the situation that they're in that causes a level of companionship that they have to have with each other to like as a survival instinct you know Mm -hmm. um and so it's one of those ones where i had seen some very strong comments on it towards the end of the season specifically at the end of the last episode where people were completely destroying the anime because they were like it was so good until they made it a bl anime and in my opinion it never even like it wasn't it was just them sharing a level of comfort that they had to because of the situation that they were in and people kind of disregarded that and made it into a, a much bigger conversation but i never really saw it as that so it's one of those ones where I recommend you give it a watch, but be open-minded to the fact that these are two children who are in a really shitty situation and need some comfort, and the only source of comfort that they have is with each other. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they ended up getting a whole lot of negative comments because people were like, it's surprise BL, and to me it wasn't at all. It's just that they weren't, they have such... They would never do that themselves in that situation, so they were not able to relate to a character that did that because they needed that comfort. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's my rant on that. <laughs> what? Netflix. What? They have a live-action Mob Psycho. Oh, no way! Yep. Is this- I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> we're going to start watching all of the, the random live-actions through all of these. Oh, my goodness. Wait, did you ever finish Kakigurui? I didn't. I didn't. No, I, I got distracted, but it's still on my um, watch list. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to finish it because it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It, it's it's hilarious, but it's so bad. It's so bad, but it's, it's fantastic in its ham. But, yeah, so there's that. That's the thing. <laughs> Netflix licensed that. And there's also a spinoff series talking about Mob's uh, master. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So then with all of that being, have been uh, done and said, I can say that it is rated a PG-13, which I feel like is accurate. I think that's a, a very fine um, rating for this show. Yeah. I don't, I don't foresee a crossing over into the 17 range and I definitely can't put it any lower just because the amount of violence, smoking, and all that other kind of stuff that goes into it. So I think PG-13 is kind of a good fit. Yeah, agreed. Um, Cool. Yeah, so dropped rate for this is 2.87%. I was going to say 8. Holy shit. I got the 8 and the 2 mixed up. 2.87%. It is on Anime Planet rated a 4.33 out of 5 or an 8.66 out of 10. And on my anime list, it is a 8.8. For 8 out of 10, I can speak. So it is averaging about an 8.5 on both sites out of 10. 85% success rate, uh, which I think is fairly accurate. It has, um, for the opening theme is 99 by Mob Choir. And the ending theme, we have Refrain Boy by All Off for um, episodes 1 through 7 and 9 through 11. On episode 8, we have Refrain Boy English version, which to me gave me My Chemical Romance, um, Welcome to the Black Parade vibes, specifically because there was one line in there that's more carry on said in the exact same way as it is in My Chemical Romance. So uh, for all the emos out there, enjoy episodes 8's outro. And then... Uh, episode 12 is the remix of that same song as well. So there you go. OPs and EDs. So what did you think about said OPs and EDs? 
OP, I thought the animation of it was pretty standard in the morphing from one character to another character as they go through the kind of key moments of the of the like the key themes of the show. I say moments necessarily, but themes. But what did you think about more specifically the like neon cityscape in the Mob Psycho art style that they did? I thought that was really good. I specifically actually really enjoy the art style of this anime i think that it is kind of a cross between some of the more classic um styles of art that you see in like dragon ball and uh yeah you know the kind of ones that we grew up with the very very intense um appearances and a lot of the old hairstyles were coming back through this as well which i thought was great um, and then it also has this element of, of more modern animation combined in it as well. So it's definitely a blend between the two. And it's, uh, I feel like you could definitely pick this animation style out of a lineup. If you saw a character that you had never seen in the show, but was drawn in this art style, you would be able to relate it to this show specifically. So have you seen anything from the manga? No, I haven't. So just look at what I just sent you on Discord and you will see that it follows the manga to an absolute T. Perfect. Yeah, love that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's brilliant. I love every bit of it. Yes. Um, And yeah, Evie just took me back to my chemical romance. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, the, I like the animation style on the OP. The ED was kind of meh mm. for me. Also, the music was also kind of meh. Mm-hmm. I like how the OP was very much centered around the show. Yes. So I'm a fan of that. Just not not a big fan of the OP and ED on this one. But the art style for the show, my God, I love it. It's simple until it needs to go ham. And then my God, because I read the manga well before I ever watched the show. And so seeing the art style translate over beautifully, but also with the way they do the psychic powers is just so fucking cool. Good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm glad. I have to agree with you on the music front for um, the OP especially. I thought it was kind of okay, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then the ED, if I didn't have that connection to MCR in my brain, I'm not sure how I would have thought about it. But yeah, I definitely got that line in my head and then I wasn't paying attention to the ED anymore because I was too busy listening to MCR in my own head. So. Yeah. For the people that are going to yell at us over not liking the OP and ED, because there are some people that are very much diehard Mob Psycho fans. Yeah. Um, I'm going to direct you towards OPs like Tokyo Ghouls Unravel, Tonica Kuhn, and also Your Line April. So Tonica come Kuhn. at us, bro. Tonica Kuhn's OP is my favorite OP of all time. So much so I looked up the band um, and realized that they don't have any other good songs. So then just listen to <laughs> do the op on repeat um it's yeah it's one of my favorite ops the my favorite personal op of all time so so if i had to like take a stab at like what's like my favorite kind of op or ed of all time i got on a huge nostalgia kick this week and so i downloaded the second ed to inuyasha Mm -hmm. the one that everybody makes memes about just blaring at 3 a.m on tiktok Mm -hmm. that's it Nice. It's so good. I love it so much. Nice. And with that, um, I think that's everything. Oh, yeah, you can view this on Crunchyroll. So if you have a Crunchyroll subscription, that's where you can watch this. Yeah, sub, dub, they got it all. 
Yeah, I think I have it in like for your viewing pleasure. Yeah, they got it in like Russian and all kinds of fun languages as well. So yes. No, I should have watched it in Russian. I bet that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh so let's put those spoiler chicken hats on and go from there. Yeah. Oh, I will put a quick tr- trigger warning out there for blood violence score. And yeah. It's a shonen, so that comes standard. Yeah. Also, fun fact, um, I didn't watch the first four episodes. <laughs> because I started the show and was like, I'll go back and watch them. I never did. Nice. But I remember everything that happened. Again, I read the manga, so that's kind of why I didn't go back and watch what I'd already seen. Mm. But now I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I'm like, fuck, what were those first four episodes? Well, I can <laughs> tell you, we start off with, I'm just going to call him uh, Boss throughout the entire thing, or, or um, Sensei, maybe. I don't know, I'll probably switch between them. Master, whatever. Um, I, I like Boss best after those last it, couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go with Boss. So we're going to call him Boss. He uh, starts off almost appearing as our main character of the show, um, and uh, and he is a... A psychic that has been hired by a couple of clients to go and alleviate a spirit that has been haunting them and so he follows them and they go on a quick journey where it's very quickly established that he is a fraud and um that uh he's a very good and efficient con man and uh they go into a building they see the spirit and he tries to exercise the spirit with salt, but you can't just use regular table salt. No, you have to use blessed salt, and his wasn't blessed. So the spirit was just like, what the heck are you talking about? So he puts everyone on pause, and he whips out his phone, and he calls his backup, which is his disciple, his student, Mob, who is our main character for the show, who actually has um, psychokinetic powers or... Um, he's an esper and he's able to do like telekinesis and um, uh, exorcisms and to be honest a few other things as well that I don't really know the name of and he goes and he eliminates the spirit very quickly and then tells his boss off for calling him on such short notice Uh, and this is when we learn out that he is of course a middle school kid I think Mob is up for I think Mob is up for best boy in our end of year awards i could see that yeah like he he very well almost might take the cake like mob mob can be best boy yeah i could definitely see him as uh as that he's he's <laughs> such a squish okay yeah big big squish mm-hmm. um and with that they then go into more shenanigans happen evil spirits in a tunnel turns out they were a biker gang no they weren't they're not the bad guys there's an extra big bad guy in the biker gang tunnel who is who's killed everybody that's entered and he's very dangerous and um mob just walks on in and takes it down and it's really easy for him and this is where we kind of get a little bit of one punch man vibes not just with the rounded faces of the characters in this show but also with the fact that mob at this point seems fairly unbeatable you you do know why you get One Punch Man vibes, right? Uh, I do, but should we tell the folks at home? Sure. So the writer for Mob Psycho is also the writer for One Punch Man. <gasps> so if you see similarities, now you know why. Now you know why. Uh, it's One Punch Man with a new skin. This is a corgi in disguise. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Just... Or One Punch Man is Mob Psycho in disguise. Yeah, sure. That way round. Mob Psycho came first. Yes. Either way, Corgi in disguise one way or the other. So yes, Biker Gang moved on. Episode 2. 
The Telepathy Club. This is a group of kids that I was not sure were going to be recurring characters when they first introduced, but yes, they are. Um, Yeah, so it turns out that there is a group of students at the middle school who have just had a kid drop out of their their group. And uh, because of that, the club is going to be disbanded, which gives me really strong sports anime vibes. Um, And and so they have to recruit a new individual member, but it is the middle of the term. They can't get someone in the middle of the term. Everyone's already got their clubs. So they run around trying to find this new member um, for the uh, telepathy club when they bump into Mob, who they try to recruit. They don't actually end up being able to recruit him because when they do, when they are about to, in walks the student council vice president with the Body Improvements Club, who are basically like middle school bodybuilders, and Mob being a uh, weak, um, weedy teen uh, with a crush on a girl that doesn't look his way, has decided that he wants to choose the path of his own enjoyment and signs up for the Body Improvement Club improvement club thus disbanding the telepathy club but it's okay they get to use the the room anyway because they just needed it for storage (laughs) very simple joke worked well very funny yep i agree episode three yeah so we have uh sort of like uh, like not really important stuff but anyway what ends up happening is mob gets sad he walks home on his way home he bumps into a lady who is part of a cult named lol she takes him to the cult where everyone laughs and smiles and it's hella creepy and uh then he bumps into a reporter from his school who's on part of like the school newspaper team or whatever who is forcibly converted along with uh an old gent who is just kind of along with them and this is when uh, Mob is is not converted like everybody else. He he is able to resist it, and we have a big fight with Dimple, who is a high level spirit possessing a man who is wanting to take over the world for his own validation. Really, it's a self esteem issue. And he even says it's a self esteem issue. Yeah, he's like, I have an ego. He admits it. Yeah, and so Mob, uh, I think this is is this no. Is this the first time where we get to see the 100% explode, or did we see it? Yep, this is it. Mob goes 100 on this one. Okay, so that was a really interesting transition that they used throughout the show to show the progress. Because this kind of show doesn't have any surprises. It doesn't have... It's incredibly cliche. Every trope that you can think of that would be in this kind of show is there. There's no twists and turns. It's so standard. But... uh it is different from a typical shonen and a typical battle shonen in that there's not necessarily power levels no per se there's just mob stress level yeah i just think that like the um the script is is very much the same of like this is the character that he first fights and then this is when you know what i mean it's like every stage is kind of you've seen it before i'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing because this show is very unique in the way that it does those things and because of its unique art style because of its humor throughout and because of boss being a character throughout um i think that does change it up enough for it to be its own unique thing but there's a lot of stuff in the future especially regarding his brother that is just um very much stable Mm -hmm. 
Um, and this, I feel like, is is kind of a staple moment of he defeats bad guy. Bad guy becomes his sidekick slash friend, you know? And that, Pretty happens, much. that happens twice throughout this show. Twice, technically three times if you count his brother, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So, like I said, it's a very um, standard plot line of uh, boy meets bad guy, bad guy has villain speech, they fight, boy wins, villain becomes subordinate. You know, very simple plot line. Yes. Um, With that being said, I think this was a a good way to do it in the fact that it is a spirit and thus him being like Casper the Friendly Ghost for him, but also still being a con man, Casper the Friendly Con Man. Um, he is then able to do things throughout the series that uh, another character wouldn't be able to do if they were like another Esper, for instance, if they kept him here and then swapped, like if they swapped him for Wig and just like changed the positions around, then uh, I feel like it would have felt even more cliche. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, that's his nickname now. He's Wig. <laughs> yes, 100% Wig. Yeah. Although that that's a very Super Saiyan Wig. <laughs> it's Marge Simpson. I love it. Yeah. So from here, we have the turf war of the middle schools. Basically, it is the gang rivals, the the delinquents of all of the middle schools are getting together and having a fight. And there is this one wig who is the like the boss of everyone. He can beat everyone up. And so then um, the middle school that Mob goes to decides that they need a new champion to go up against um wig to be able to restore their honor and so i just love that built-in pause of wait for it wig (laughs) it's because like my brain has to take a moment to process that that's what i've been calling him Uh, it's like i could think of his name but no it's wig Wig. um yes and i can appreciate this so uh they... Also, can we appreciate the fact that the school that Mob goes to is called Salt Middle School? Yes. And the school that they are going to be going up against in this episode is Black Vinegar Middle School. Yeah, yeah. So where's where's MSG Middle School? Mm. We need some chips. Sake? Fish. Ramen. Savaloy? Sparkling water. Steak and kidney pie. Shepherd's pie. Oh, love that shepherd's pie. You broke it. You lose. I do. Okay, <laughs> but shepherd's pie or cottage pie? Do you know the difference? Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. It's more expensive. It's nice though. Uh, who, who, who cares about the more expensive? Worth the money. It's nice. I just now have vegetable pie. <laughs> there is ground, like fake ground beef that I do have in in it to make a cottage pie, which is nice. Um, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think there's ever, I haven't seen a ground lamb, a fake a veggie ground lamb. Don't know. One day, maybe. One day. Uh, okay. But yeah, fight for the best. So they send off the body improvement club for the turf war by kidnapping mob, um, and using him as bait to get the body improvement club there because he has become like adopted by them. He, uh, he goes on their run. He's the mascot. He is the mascot, but he's also not because they take him it's the kind of thing that i genuinely see in the bodybuilding circles in real life they will take the scrawniest tiniest human being and if he's trying he or her is trying their hardest to be a bodybuilder they back them 
A hundred thousand percent. They don't care. Oh, yeah, because all they have to do is just put in the effort. That's what they see is the effort. They don't give a shit what you look like, what you've been through. As long as you are putting in the effort, you are part of the family. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I've seen that several times throughout the bodybuilding community. And so having this little bit of representation of uh, their youth, the bodybuilding youth, doing something something of the same sort was rather heartwarming and a tender moment and i like how it is a repeated theme throughout the show yep but yeah so they go to um get mob back and when they get it back they're just planning on walking away they're chill about it but no because wig is around and uh he beats everybody up with his psychic duel except for mob who despite the uh vicious attacks is doing just fine on his own because he has his own psychic powers and is then able to determine that wig is also using his own psychic powers and and uses the quote from boss to be like hey my guy you shouldn't use your psychic powers on other people what are you doing and so they have a big fight between the two of them and uh things end up progressing pretty darn well with the fight. Like, he's just not going to fight back. Tilly nearly gets choked the fuck out. Yeah, him getting choked and pretty much, like, he got choked to the point to where he blacked out, but that also put enough stress on him to where this is the second time we see Mob hit his 100%, but this time it is much, much more destructive. Yeah, because not only has he hit 100%, he has hit 100% whilst unconscious, which releases the full ability of his powers and we forgot to mention that wig now needs a wig uh previous to him getting choked the fuck out um he tried to use knives to attack mob mob sent them back uh towards him in a matter of self-defense and it shaved the top of wig's head um which he prides himself on very much thus uh the next time we see him he will be marge simpson yep he is going to have the tallest of wigs yes oh i love it uh-huh but yeah so mob goes full 100 mm. and absolutely obliterates the school takes wig and shreds him of his clothes and shoots him up into the atmosphere yes um and then when he comes down and he mob comes to he is very upset about the fact that he has lost control again because it not only is against the boss's rules but he has his own emotional like reasons as to why he doesn't want to use his full powers to do with his younger brother. Um, yeah, it's kind of like his own personal, like previous trauma mm -hmm. from what happened prior in their childhood. So he is overcome with grief, and due to this, his powers kind of sort of explode again, but in a constructive way and put the school back together. Yes, but all of this was caught on camera. And thus, um, it's kind of made the news a bunch and, and everyone has also realized that there is this, this person called, they have dubbed White T-Shirt, um, who defeated all of the, like, who defeated Wig and, and all of the, the guys, like, he is now the strongest in the delinquent circle and everyone wants to either defeat him or honor him or whatever. And, um, also it has sparked the reporter again. Um, in her interest in mob yeah so with that we then end up getting more well no then it kind of switches over to his brother for a while that's when we when we get yeah we get a couple episodes of ritsu mm. being kind of possessed but also trained by dimple 
yes. into unlocking his psychic powers, but also brother goes through a dark turn. He decides to join the student council president in framing all of the bullies at school to get them outcasted and to bring about justice as is typical, you know, anime city council of we run this bitch and no one has power over us, but us. Yeah. I think, I think it's, is that called angel of death? That term? I think it's like a thing that actually happens. It's like a vigilante, but for their own twisted sense of. Yeah. I I think that sounds about right. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Um, But yeah, so, so, Student Council President is basically upset because his brother is better than him, which is relatable to um, Little Brother, who I'm going to call him that from now on, because Mob is obviously able to use, um, like he's he's Esper, he's got all these psychic abilities, and he hasn't. He's always wanted them, and that's what he's wanted his whole life, despite the fact that he is top grades in, like, nationally. Like, they were saying that he is ranked very well nationally, very, very intelligent human being. Um, fantastic at sports, uh, all-round seemingly decent bloke, very popular, um, attractive to his classmates and peers, uh, just could be on top of the world if he wanted to be, but he has always been comparing himself to his brother because his brother has these mystical, magical abilities that he always wanted but never had. So he is given a uh, business card for his brother, but the person thinks that it's him to train his psychic abilities and he goes to check it out himself because he's thinking that maybe that will release psychic abilities in himself and when he goes there he realizes that it is just some rich dude who has too much time in his hands who wants to gain psychic abilities for himself so he has been finding wow okay did you hear that i did now i have the motorcycle brigade Haha, look at that. Right? Um, that went through my noise cutting headphones. I was like, oh my god, wow, loud. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, uh, yeah, he goes there, he realizes that it's kind of a little bit like bizarre because all the kids there are like very, very minimal use of their abilities, getting a tiny flame on the tip of their finger or uh, bending a spoon a tiny amount. Um, being accurate to choosing the right card 68% of the time. Like, the only one that I will say is really cool is that the twins seem to have actual, te- like, um, telekine- tele- telepathic, telepathic that's the one. I went through, telepathy. yeah, that's the one. I went through, like, four different telewords <laughs> trying to find it. Telepathic communication. And that seems like it's the only one that's legit. Like, that they can just have full-on conversations with each other. Um, but they weren't exactly showing that off very well in the, in the intro so it looks really weak but i would say that's the strongest of all of them because it is accurate all the time and it seems like they're having very strong conversations you know mm-hmm. and uh and anyway so they have like he progresses very quickly with the destroying the delinquents destroying himself destroying all these kinds of stuff and ends up um in his turmoil unlocking his own psychic powers to where he then kind of goes off the handle even more and ends up getting the reputation that he himself is the white t-shirt and he fights with all of the the delinquents in the local area from all of the different schools when wig sees this and contacts 
Mob and gets him over there so that Mob is able to help him, where Mob then apologizes for his brother's behavior and reassures his brother. And it's kind of like a moment where his brother kind of breaks down and doesn't really know how to feel about the situation because he wants to be angry and upset. And he wants to have a rivalry with his brother, but he has such a level of affection for him and an appreciation for him and has admired him for so long that he's just very confused and conflicted about his emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so then there's a big fight scene and then they all realize that, uh, Mob is white t-shirt when there is a extra, an extra dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love it. Honestly, though, uh, who comes down from the ceiling and, uh, has been told to capture younger brother. Younger brother does, um... Because of the fact that younger brother had this relationship to the clientele of, like, to the to the training program or whatever, um, and mm. all of those other kids have been kidnapped at this point by this this outside group, and so there's a big fight, and then Mob goes insane, and everyone discovers that he is white t shirt. <gasps> shock and uh, huge shock. Right, 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 yeah, uh, and he ends up. You like egg, extra ends up using his uh, special move, which is basically like just like I don't chloroform or something, some shit, further to sleep. And I heard a thing about chloroform, and I don't know if it's true or not because of the way the media portrays it. Uh huh. I heard that chloroform must be like applied to you for you to be asleep like you know how it's like they show like a cloth and then they put the cloth over your face and then you go to sleep and then they take the cloth away and then walk off and then the person stays asleep i heard that you have to keep the chloroform there for them to remain asleep if you take it away then they wake up and i don't know if that's true or or what you know i think okay my brain is kind of confused because I could see it, like, you know, taking a little bit to, like, fully get the person, like, fully unconscious. Mm-hmm. But then once they're fully unconscious, how would their brain know just that it's safe to wake back up? But I don't think it's a level of safety. I think it's just the chemical causes you to fall unconscious, like an anesthetic. And then once the chemical is removed, your brain, your body processes the chemical, like, through the bloodstream or whatever. Um, and then filters it out and then you wake up you know i don't know how long that takes but i don't think it could i don't think it could you know metabolize that quickly yeah but how long does anesthetic take because like you have your anesthetic drip in you consistently while you're asleep right it's not they don't give you a dose and then that is also pre-calculated for the individual that's what the anesthesiologist does they have to do calculations to kind of figure it out because they have to give you the perfect amount Mm -hmm. because too little you're going to wake up, like, even the slightest bit too little, you're going to wake up earlier than you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. But too much, and you get to go take a nap in a box with curtains. Mm-hmm. So you got to you gotta be very specific for the individual. But also, would more or less chloroform keep the person asleep longer? Or, and also, I guess the duration it's held on the face, but I don't think the body has the ability to metabolize something so quickly to the point to where immediately the moment the chloroform is removed, the person would wake up. I don't think it's an immediate thing, but I could see it happening within, you know, a couple of minutes, especially with the adrenaline that's going to be coursing through your body from having been chloroformed. But would the adrenaline also run out the second that your body is just conked out? No, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. 
Because you would think if you're rendered unconscious, then therefore your entire body is just going to go limp and it's going to be that full, like not necessarily relaxed, but just full like out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know think, either. I think what it, it's probably a happy medium between the two. I don't think it's probably as long as Hollywood makes us think that it is. Where oh, like no, definitely you, not, but I don't think it's going to be that short either. My bet is 10 minutes. I mean, 10 minutes sounds probable. Maybe even five minutes. Because you got to think, chloroform is typically something that's used to get that person out of that situation immediately and into, you know, whatever, you know, motive of transportation is waiting. Mm. How long does, uh, mm, I, mm, I was just thinking about how long helium takes to wear off, because that's another thing that you inhale. Um, typically 30 to 45 seconds, but it's also inhaled once. Unless you're an idiot. Don't inhale too much helium and don't do it don't out of the tanks. Don't inhale helium at all. The amount of times that you see people inhaling it out of the actual tanks themselves. Don't put your mouth on a pressurized container. Don't do No, that's, that's how you die. But oh. also, helium itself is toxic to the human body and it's toxic to your vocal cords. Don't do that. It's that a, bad, that banned. It's a finite source as well, isn't it? And it's needed for like, um, like MRIs or uh, it's not, it's a... Uh, Another one of those chamber things where they do scary things for big machinery in medicine. It's needed for one of those. And I think it's it's not a, a source that we can make. I don't know. I'll ask the girlfriend. She's a respiratory therapist. She might know. Well, there you go. A thing to conversate about. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Keeping the anxiety at bay with a different conversation. Every day. Poem. <laughs> um... A haiku, if you will. <laughs> oh, God, don't even get me started. I still don't know what one is. Okay, where were we? Oh, yeah. Uh, brother gets kidnapped. Yeah, brother gets kidnapped. Mob gets knocked out. Mm -hmm. And then they immediately like get together on a rescue mission to save brother. But before they can get started, like one of the main people of the group that kidnapped younger brother tries to come after mob and wig <laughs> he immediately gets captured his lackeys knocked out and he keeps getting dunked into a bucket of water upside down thanks to psychic powers yeah they basically waterboard him um, pretty much yeah and uh, and he gives them all of the information right off the bat and they still don't believe that it's accurate information so he just gets to drown for a while Oh, I learned a thing. Oh, the, sorry, ADHD. You're but good. This is interesting. There is a crystal cave um, in the world that uh -huh. uh, is is deep in the world, and they drained it of water at one point. And when they drained it of water, um, members of the world went down in their scientific members and, and were looking at the caves doing experiments and stuff, right? They had to wear special respiratory gear because the heat and humidity within the cave was so high that the water, that their bodies, the human body was colder than the air outside. And so they were breathing in the moisture from the 100% humidity out exterior they were breathing that in and then it was con like the condensation inside their lungs because their bodies were colder than the outside and they were drowning from inside their own lungs by breathing what the fuck right insane right so um they had to wear special respiratory gear but the cave's filled with water again now so it's fine i mean mother nature <laughs> i know but i thought that was cool and i wanted to share yeah mother nature's scary as hell 
Yeah. Like Dr. Stone didn't teach us that enough. Honestly. Or like Blue Planet. Freaking the fact that blue whales are the biggest creature to have ever existed. And we are currently alive while they are. Like you think about all those dinosaurs. You think about the biggest dinosaur you could think of. Blue whales bigger. How nuts is that? That is nuts. Nuts. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So they go and they find the building where all of the folks have been kidnapped and captured. But whilst they were finding the building, it's okay. The little brother has already found an escape plan. By basically using the other weak ones as bait. By being like, we're all weak and feeble and we can't get out. And then uh, destroying everyone's heads. And it's a fun time. And um, then his brother gets to the uh, to the thing as well, uh, to the building as well, and they start fighting everybody too. And they ha- like have big fights. They send out all of the different members of Scar, which is like the um, highest ranking members at this branch of the company, of <laughs> the evil guy company. Mm-hmm. And the brother and mob and um wig are fighting all of them and getting through them pretty darn easy and dimple's fighting as well he's helping and uh big battle scenes happen kind of like it's it's just a few episodes of battle scenes until we get to a boss being like hey my guy why you want to work today i'm gonna track your phone because i gave it to you and find out where you are Gets a taxi all the way out to the middle of nowhere, scares the living daylights out of the taxi driver because he just asked to be dropped off in the middle of the woods with a $70 taxi bill. Um, And uh, then goes into the building and just confidently strides up to the door where all of these lackeys are standing out front and just is really nice to them. And they all just assume that he is the boss of the company. And uh, he, because of his confidence and and niceness and uh, they just show him to where everybody is they just take him and he just wanders around with everybody and he collects all of his guys and and they're fighting everybody and then eventually he ends up with all of the lackeys behind him all of the 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 young lads and uh, and then fighting the last remaining i think four members of scar that are still there and he just tells all the, the the lackeys to go away just be like hey you don't want to do this i taught you some good lessons about how to be a good human being you should go now and they're like yeah peace and they're out and uh and he tries to escape as well but he he doesn't and so then he has the fight only a con man can have against the last four members of scar do you want to go into detail so we have our stereotypical shonen final battle and war of Mob, Wig, and Little Brother going up against the top, is it three or four members of Scar? I, I think, can't remember. I think it's four, or like three, and then the Captain Tiny Dude. Uh, because there's... Dude with the sword, big muscular dude, the Psycho Manus reboot. And Black Hole. No, no, that's the Psycho Manus okay. reboot. You so haven't got... played Metal Gear. Oh, no, I haven't. We've got Black Hole, we've got Katana, we've got duplication yeah shadow clone jutsu and i thought there was one more i think that's it i thought there was one more too but i guess it's just those three let us know if we forgot one yeah so katana dude slices boss in the back so boss thinks he's dead and at the very end you see mob go 100 but wait episode 12 starts Mm. and Mob is just standing there, chilling. Boss gets up and just starts going 
absolutely ham and can't seem to figure out why. It is explained to us that as he told Mob that sometimes the strong will run away to keep from hurting people, Mob took running away as passing his powers off to Boss and then just checking out mentally. Mood. Which, I mean, that's the most Mob thing he could have possibly have done. Honestly, I think that's the most teenage thing that he could have done. Like, he yeah. is he is an accurate teenager. Oh, 100%. Like, let the adults handle it. Fuck yeah. this, I'm done. I'm out. And so, Boss goes absolutely ham, destroys the will of Katana and Shadow Clone Jutsu, and then grabs a hold of Psycho Manus and is like, look, if you're going to talk to somebody, you need to do it without your mask on, which, COVID. <laughs> And then yeets Psycho Manus down the hall into the wall while also ripping off said mask. Psycho Manus comes back without a mask and is like, fuck y'all, I'm taking over the world. I don't care what anyone says. Tries to set off the most massive black hole possible. But then teenage jock boy shows up and is like, no, no, not having that. You, you're done. Mm. And so puts him out and then everybody else escapes. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about uh, Jock Boy. He could be called that. Um, he shows up a couple of times throughout up until this point, and I feel like he is definitely going to be someone who is more important later on. We got the assumption, the the vibe, that um, the big boss man who they confused boss for is his father, and that he is the son of the head of the organization that this district was a part of. So, uh, I yeah, definitely a character that we're going to see later on. Also, at the very end of the episode, we got to see uh, Wig going back to the training grounds um, and, and talking to the guys with very little um, abilities and talking to them about training up because they are going to be fighting the big organization as time goes so definitely setting up for later seasons throughout just this uh, last episode of the show oh yeah just feeding little bits here and there yes uh i did have one comment about the show that i'm not sure whether or not like it's it's kind of not my my world to be able to be talking on but i did want to bring it up and thought that it was a worthy point to talk about there is only as far as i am aware one black character throughout the show who was designed and styled in a way that could definitely be considered to be racist. Um, I say that because of the fact that there have been a lot of characters in anime before that have been drawn in a similar style that are most definitely racist. Um, the reason why I have a more of a questioning stance on this is because the vast majority of characters in this show are very character like caricaturized and very cartoony and very exaggerated and a lot of characters have the same identifying lip feature as this character as a part of their feature as well so it's not specifically him but I did see it as something that is at the at the very least tasteless at the most racist but like I said I don't really have a a, a horse in this race so um, I thought I'd put it out there. It's definitely a thing that's up for discussion as to your opinions on it. But I did notice it and it did kind of throw me for a loop whilst watching the show. Something I wanted to bring up. So here's the one thing I don't understand about the <clears throat> stylization of Takeuchi. It's 
Huh. I'm not sure. Because in the manga, the character is definitely not a person of color. They are certainly a bit more shaded mm. than others, but not... Yeah, don't... I don't know. Yeah, so it, it, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I wanted to bring up because um, he's a character that, that doesn't really appear very much. He's in one or two of the battle scenes throughout those last few episodes. But he, as far as I'm aware, as far as I noticed, is the only black character or non-white slash Asian appearing characters. You know what I mean? He's the only mm. darker character in the show. And he has that specific lip style that is known. Well, they aren't. They're not the only character in the show that has that lip style. No. And they don't keep it at all times either. No. But then again, neither do the rest of the characters either. Yeah. But again, why they chose to make the character black is just whenever there's not any other implication as to them actually being black in the manga, I'm not sure. Yeah. But again, they didn't keep that particular lip design throughout. No. And they didn't have it during the manga either. But then again, I'm not I'm not sure. I I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm I'm confused by the design choice for the anime because again, the manga is not problematic at all. Mm. So I'm confused as to what led them down this path. But also, it's not just that character that gets that treatment? No, that's the thing. That's why I don't know whether or not... Like, It's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up, is because it does bring up the question, which again, this is a question that I don't have a horse in the race for, but is it... like What level is it of this is the stylization of several characters, and this person just so happens to be one of the characters within the group? Should you exclude that character because of their race and the stylization and the connotations between them? Or do you, like, how careful are you with it? And where are we in society at the point where we decide that, okay, we're, like, it's fine to do that now, or it's still not fine and it's it's not okay? And I just think because of the history that anime has with with separating out Black characters via the way that their lips are designed I feel like it's still a very sensitive topic and I in the anime community and it's just something that when I saw it 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 felt uncomfortable to me as a viewer and I wanted to know you guys' opinions and your thought process on it because you know like like I said I'm white I don't know about this conversation this is just something that I saw as a viewer that made me go huh I'm not sure how that like how to feel about this um and and i very much want to hear you guys' thoughts and opinions especially if you are black um and you like anime does this um impact your viewing experience does this make you not want to watch a show or not like a creator or a studio or a you know anything like that or or do you not care at all and it's one of those questions that i thought i would pose to you guys because like i said i don't really know how to feel about it um it's it's not a it's not something I really even thought about until I started reviewing anime, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but there you go. Yeah, so do, yeah, do, do let us know what you, what you think. Yeah. Yeah. So to end on that note, it sounds kind of sucky. So let's go <laughs> and talk about um, uh, your favorite joke 
from the show. Mob. Just mob in general. <laughs> just mob in general. It's just mood. I like he's just an entire running joke throughout is. the show and just how oblivious he is. Yes, he is. Uh I personally really like all of the sketches of Boss um doing his massage therapy and photo editing. Oh, that was great. That was brilliant. Yeah. I, I enjoy that so much. Yeah, that's a very good visual jokes there. Very funny. Oh yeah, definitely. And such a, a large variety of them as well. It, uh, I was very fascinated going into the comments of that section when, whenever those would happen because the amount of people that are going like, he's a con man, but he's also not because they go to him with a problem like having a ghost appear on the photograph or, or feeling like their shoulders are really heavy and tense. And he gets rid of that problem. He just doesn't get rid of it the way that they expect him to. Yeah, so he is... You know what that is? That's brilliant marketing. Honestly. Like, that is entirely up to marketing and execution, because although he is not providing the service that he is advertising, he is providing the service that the people want, just not in the way that he is going about it. Yeah. So, is it technically conning the people? That's semantics. But he is taking care of the issues that they're having. He just never faced an actual, you know, uh, he never faced an actual ghost or spirit or anything like that. And those that he did face, he was kind of an asshole because he was exploiting mob for that and not paying him for his services. Um, But he did also give mob all of the, the he gives mob pocket money, doesn't he? And he bought him a phone and um, and he gives him like fatherly advice. Very, very good. But is he adequately compensating Mob for his services that he is providing? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Probably not. But also, I mean, I can't hate him. He's. <laughs> oh no, I definitely don't hate him either. He's like, such definitely a good not. But he is, he is kind of a jerk. Mm. Yeah, he's a con man. But like, he's he's a lovely con man. But also that bit, whenever those people were trying to con Mob, and he cons them he, instead. He cons the con man. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to pass this evil spirit along to y'all. And then earthquake happens that breaks everything. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, good one, Mob. And Mob's like, I didn't do that. And then they just gloss over that. <laughs> yep. Um, And then at the end, he gets to see Dimple. And so some of Mob's power did awaken the psychic ability within him but he has such a mild amount of psychic ability that he can pretty much at least see dimple but i am curious because it's never fully stated like he never fully admits to not having any sort of powers and it's still kind of implied throughout the manga that he's hiding something hmm. so i'm curious yeah because he to has see how things progress he has spiritual powers not psychic powers so mm -hmm. yeah so i'm curious to see how things progress because i think i read the manga through season two mm. And I think there's enough manga for four seasons, depending on how well they stretch it out and depending on whether they decide to continue the show mm -hmm. later on past, you know, what there's a manga for, which is possible. Mm -hmm. Because, again, Studio Bones is a studio that has as much money to do whatever the hell they want with whatever they want. Yes. Speaking of Studio Bones, but not really Studio Bones, more or less the manga of My Hero Academia, more specifically the anime community. You all have gravely disappointed me. Oh. TikTok has spoiled the latest chapter 
of the My Hero Academia uh, manga. And it is a massive spoiler for one of the longest running plot lines throughout the show. So I'm kind of pissed. Yeah. Don't spoil things for other people, guys. Chicken hat. If you do, yeah, give a spoiler warning. Don't just give a video fucking talking about it. Because with us being an anime podcast, I use those platforms to find news and shit. Mm. Don't spoil things without a fucking warning. Rude, guys. Rude. <sighs> it's not the first time either. No, that's... Fucking hell. Yeah, it's a few times that that's happened. Yeah, like, how many times have I given this rant on this fucking podcast? Fuck. Right, yeah. No. Put those spoiler chickens at, chicken hats on, guys. Yes. We need to make the chicken emoji uh spoiler warning. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh, so, piece of news that's not actually news for the podcast, but this is just kind of random uh happiness that has been given out so twitch has given all of their affiliates like an extra five to nine slots mm. for emotes nice so i should make a chicken hat emote you should put it on bean yes i need to do this i need to do this now yeah you should yeah 100 percent. yeah that's it that's all i've got to talk about uh what do you rate it um if i completely disregard the whole black character situation going on i don't think i can rate it with that in my brain you know what i mean so mm -hmm. subtracting that from the show i think that it had for me personally a little bit of a slow start um but remember i have adhd so things need to be fairly like intense right off the get-go for me to not find that as a thing it's just a, a thing with my brain i have to have a lot of stimulation and I am unmedicated, so that's even further than uh, people who are medicated. So I found that it had a little bit of a slow start, uh, and I did find it a little bit cliche at points, even though it did have some good individualism throughout as well. I'm going to give it a solid seven and a half. A little bit below average, but yeah, seven and a half. This doesn't surprise me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Maybe it's just the kind of nostalgia-esque feeling I get from having read the manga yeah, and being as far into the manga that I am. But I can give it a nine. Nice. Yeah, I think it can sit at a solid nine. The storytelling's good. The art style stays very, very, very true to the manga. It's entertaining. I absolutely love how the powers are stylized. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much looking forward to season two where they up the animation budget again. So we are in for some fantastic shenanigans in season two. So yeah, nine. Uh, that's two weeks in a row that I've given it a 7.5 and you've given it a nine. You see, I feel like I would probably sit at like an eight and a half, like average. But since you drop it so low, I feel like I have to overcompensate <laughs> and bump it up. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Like I said before, this isn't my main genre of anime that I like to watch. Um, and some parts of it I thought were really cool. Some parts of it I was kind of not always paying attention the most for and i think that's a huge factor for me with my adhd is if it doesn't grab me i score it lower and that's a personal thing you know because mm -hmm. somebody else might have adhd sitting on the couch right next to me and they're completely hyper focused on the show whereas i'm not you know so it, it is definitely a personal thing but that is one of my criteria for when i watch does it stimulate the brain <laughs> understandable yeah. and again i can't fault you on that i'm just going to give you shit sounds good i can take it that is that is what i'm here <laughs> for 
That is my sole purpose. I contribute nothing except for shit giving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but with that, let's get out of here. So, with all that being said, that blue, she awesome. You find her on the Instagram at Blue Lavender STM and on the Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. She also be on the TikTok and the YouTube with the art videos at Blue Lavender. Mm. Lavender with an A. Yes, and if you like Brad, you can find him on Instagram and um, Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming. You do have a TikTok, but you don't post, do you? Nope, but that also Brad Carter Gaming. You can... I can't say anything. I I don't have any content to make you want to go over there. You can drop a and follow. Give if you a follow. To. Yeah, drop a follow if you just want if you're to. into anime content. I'm more than happy to send funny anime videos because Blue gets those all the time. I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Your your likes are visible, right? So are they? If they are, then you could. I don't them. think so. Okay. Well, maybe he might make maybe he might make his likes visible, and then you can go and stalk that. But he might not as well because sometimes you like videos about toads fall it off the shelves and you don't necessarily want to know want other people to know that you liked that video <laughs> so uh yeah but if you like the podcast you can you can check us out on pretty much all the socials at bnb anime and we also have a website www.bnbanime.com where we have all of our episodes archived as well as links to your favorite listening platform so you can either download straight off the website or find us on whatever you like to listen to we also have friends of the show behind the scenes links to our imdb pages and vis- visuals of our artwork on the website as well if you want to check that out we also have a youtube channel at bnb anime too where uh i was thinking that this is a, a thought that hasn't actually ever gone into fruition yet, so I don't know. But I might do a couple of vlogs around anime and game and nerd scene here in Toronto and uh, upload them onto the YouTube channel. I don't know how realistic that is. Like I said, I'm in exam season, so it was just a thought that entered and left my brain. Um, but I thought I would word vomit out here, and, and we'll see if that ever happens. I don't know. Hell yeah, if you want to do it, have at it. Yeah. I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, that's it. You're definitely the more social one out of this bunch. <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay, sure. No, no, you you definitely have the more outgoing personality of the group. Uh, uh, when I want to, I think I can have a fairly outgoing personality. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you're definitely like the more extroverted of the group, even though both of us are extreme introverts. Yeah, I consider myself to be an introverted extrovert. Sometimes I consider myself that, but I think it depends on who I'm around and the situation that I'm in. Swap that around. Extroverted introvert. That's what I meant. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's it. Again, my my brain work weird. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, next week, I might be on my own again, unless Toronto shows SAO Progressive. Yes. Yeah, that will depend on how much schoolwork I have and whether or not I'm able to go to the cinema. Yeah, so if she's able to go, we'll both be here next week. If not, it will just be me going over SAO Progressive, Aria of the Starless Night, going over the first arc of SAO. I'm assuming very specifically the first floor from Asuna and her best friend's perspective going into this. And I am so excited. I'm so pumped. It's going to be great. It's going to be a fun time. We get to go see it in IMAX, Mm -hmm. and I am so excited. But outside of that, thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye!